وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا And do not walk upon the earth exultantly. What is marah? Marah is shiddatul farh. To be extremely happy. When somebody becomes extremely happy about, for example, an achievement, or about what they're wearing, or about what they have, then what happens? With that happiness, there is also this kind of pride. And when that happiness is like bubbling inside, it's exploding inside, you think it's going to stay inside? It's going to show. And one of the first things that it is reflected in is what? In a person's manner of walking. So regardless of what you think about yourself, how happy you are with yourself, what does Allah say? Do not walk upon the earth exultantly, arrogantly, proudly. Because innaka indeed you lan takhriqal ard you can never tear apart the earth no matter how much you strike the earth you know when somebody is walking sometimes they begin to stomp their feet why sometimes in anger and sometimes you know i'm the best so no matter how much you do that are you actually going to tear the earth which is beneath you can a person do that no And for some reason, whenever we're wearing like those noisy shoes, you know what I'm talking about? What happens? Every step has to be like really firm and deep and nice and loud. So that we hear the tick and the tick and the tick. Right? In, in a pattern, you can't dig the earth with that heel. I'm sorry. وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضِ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالِ And you can never reach the mountains. طُولَا In height. Meaning no matter how straight you walk and you know you raise your head up high and your nose up high and your shoulders are thrown back and you're walking like so proudly and happy with yourself, do you actually go as high as a mountain? No. So what are we being told over here? Stay where you are. Keep your feet on the ground. Don't become a show-off. You're happy about what you've done, about your achievement? Go alhamdulillah. But keep your feet on the ground. Stay where Allah has placed you. لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضَ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا So, we need to analyze our walk also. I mean, just think about how important all of these commands are. What do they begin with? Do not worship anyone but Allah. Right? And in the same series of all of these commands, what are we being told? Walk properly also. Because the thing is that whatever a person feels inside, that is reflected in his body language. You cannot fake body language. It will always be an expression of what you're feeling inside. For some people, it's very, very obvious. Like for example, no matter how much they try, they cannot control the color of their face. It will blush, it will blush. Right? It happens. So likewise, body language is like that. Whatever you're feeling inside, it will exhibit itself on the outside. So again, the focus needs to be where? In the heart. That no matter what you've achieved, Alhamdulillah. Remember the Prophet ﷺ when he entered Makkah as a conqueror? As a conqueror? And the mushrikeen were literally running around to save their lives. The son of Abu Jahl, Ikrima, who at that time was still a non-Muslim, what did he do? He ran out of Makkah. He left Makkah. He escaped just to save his life. Any other conqueror in his position, what would he do? Yeah, we're here. See, told you we were right. And now is the time of revenge. 
What did the Prophet ﷺ do? How did he enter? He was so humble. His shoulders bent, right? And his beard was touching the saddle. So just imagine how humble he was. And when he entered, what did he say? لَا تَثْرِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمِ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ No revenge today. May Allah forgive you. Have we ever attained something like what the Prophet ﷺ attained? Is there any achievement on our resume that matches the achievements of the Prophet ﷺ? No. Sometimes we're too proud of what we've done in life. Maybe because we've traveled to a different country or we've traveled to multiple countries and we think, oh, you know what? I'm the best. I've had so much life experience. Have we ever had the life experience the Prophet ﷺ had? He went on Mi'raj. We sit on an airplane and we're like, oh wow, I'm sitting in this airplane in the first class, business class. Wow, I'm the best. And I have to tell the whole world about it. And do we have Wi-Fi here? Of course we do. Let's take selfies and post online right now. It's as if we cannot keep it to ourselves because we think so highly about ourselves, we have to tell the whole world. Little things, little accomplishments, they are like, you know, blown out of proportion just to leave a good impression on other people. You know, sometimes if you know a particular individual and you read their resume, you're like, seriously? That's what you think about yourself? Or for example, if there is a person who writes honestly about themselves, that these are my accomplishments, this is what I have done, then what do people say? This is not good enough. You have to kind of, you know, make it big. Make it look big. Hype it up. Assalamu alaikum. This reminds me of the, uh, the models that you have nowadays. They call it the cab walk. And at very young age, they teach them, teenagers usually, 17, 16, hardly, barely 20, they teach them to walk exactly what you were just saying it and to show off. This is, this is, this is a kind of good thing, they say, the opposite of what we are laying in here today. Yeah. So and also, I mean, as women sometimes, we have to be careful about this, that the way we are carrying our body, the way we are walking, are we revealing and highlighting and exposing parts of our body with every step? with every move forward? Because sometimes the hijab is on, the abaya is on, but the manner of walk, I mean, it's such that it's revealing all the curves, everything, through the abaya. Assalamu alaikum. Generally, when we think of Islam, we usually think of, you know, when someone asks you at school, right, oh, so tell me about your religion. And you're like, yeah, I cover myself tip to toe. I don't eat pork, by the way, so like don't eat your sandwich in front of me. I don't drink alcohol, right? And we tell them about, oh, I pray five times a day, right? I fast. And you tell them about all these rituals. We forget about the main virtues that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about. And these ayahs, like from the beginning, first worship Allah. And then, you know, your relationship with your Lord, you only worship Allah who created you. No shirk. And then your relationship with your parents, the people who, you know, raised you. And then relationship with the relatives and people who are close to you. And subhanAllah, like if you take a look at all of these ayahs from verse 23 up to this point where Allah says, Do, don't be arrogant, it's all about character. I mean, you can, you can pray all you want five times a day. You can fast every Monday and Thursday. But at the end of the day, if you don't show these you know, characters that Allah is talking about, and you don't practice these virtues, then what Islam are you portraying? What kind of Muslim are you? Because this is what Islam is. And really, if you just take these ayahs, and you know, put them on a sticky note or something, or a poster, the next time someone asks you about Islam, just open up this surah from verse 23, and tell them this is what Islam is. Yes. This is what our religion is. And remember that this is a Makki surah. Right? This is a Makki surah. 
And these morals and ethics were being taught to the Muslims very, very early. The commands pertaining to hijab, zakat, salah, all of that, it came later. I mean, the rituals came later. These are morals. And they're very, very important as Muslims. But unfortunately, we have neglected them. So, وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْلِقَ الْأَرْضَ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah has revealed to me that you must be humble. No one should boast over one another and no one should oppress another. Be humble. Because it begins with humility, right? If you're humble inside, your walk will be humble. Then your dealings with other people will also be good. Then you can do your sand towards your parents. And you cannot dare to raise a weapon against another individual. Be humble. And this is why Arrogance is something that is so disliked that the Prophet ﷺ said that he who has in his heart the weight of a mustard seed of pride and arrogance shall not enter paradise. Pride and arrogance, kibr, they're killers, literally. They don't allow a person to enter Jannah. The Prophet ﷺ said on the day of resurrection, the arrogant people will be gathered like ants. Someone who tries to be really big, swaggering in their walk and you know, gangster walk. This pride that is expressed you know, in walk, in language, in different ways, the arrogant will be gathered like ants. Small, humiliated. Humiliation will overwhelm them from all sides. And they'll be driven to a prison in hell. They'll be driven to hell. Why? Because of their pride. Kullu ذَلِكَ all of that, meaning all of that which has been mentioned over here. Kana sayyuhu, it's evil, meaning it's evil aspect. The different things that have been mentioned over here, different commands that have been given. The evil aspect, meaning that aspect which has been forbidden. So for example, dealing with parents, we have been told, do ihsan, la tanharhuma, la taqullahuma uffin. Right? This is what? Evil aspect. This, Allah says, عِنْدَ Rabbik Near your Lord, it is makruha. It is disliked. It is detested. Allah does not like these things. So for example, a person walking arrogantly, Allah does not like that. It is makruh in the sight of Allah. So just think about it. When a person is saying oof to their mother, when a person is yelling at their father, using disrespectful speech with their parents, then are they beloved in the sight of Allah or are they makruh in the sight of Allah? Think about it. They're disliked. Because Allah does not like these words. Allah does not like this behavior. Allah does not like these actions. عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ مَكْرُوهَا Many times it happens that we will leave you know, a certain thing, a certain action, certain words we won't dare say in front of people. Why? Because they don't like it. Come on, I cannot yell at my mother in front of my friend. I can't do that while I'm on the phone. Because of people, we become conscious. What do we learn here? Remember your Lord and become conscious because of Him. Change your behavior because of Him. And this is taqwa, right? كُلُّ ذَلِكَ كَانَ سَيِّئُهُ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ مَكْرُوهًا 
So which of these faults we need to check are still in us? We are studying the Qur'an, yet which of these habits are still within us? We need to leave them. We need to move on from them. We need to change our language, change our behavior, improve our body language. Why? For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To become beloved in His sight. To become beloved to Him. ذَلِكَ that is مِمَّا from that which أَوْحَى إِلَيْكَ رَبُّكَ Your Lord has revealed to you. مِنَ الْحِكْمَةِ of wisdom. Meaning these are words of wisdom that Allah has revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And wisdom. This is wisdom. This is beneficial knowledge. This is really you know, something which if we adopt, if we bring in our lives this advice, if we follow, it's really going to make us better people. Because it is hikmah, it is wisdom. So many times it happens that there's a particular issue that we're dealing with in our personal life and we want to you know, find a lecture about it or read a book on it. This is wisdom. This is what will improve our personality. Hikmah. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخر. And do not set with Allah another God. Meaning do not set partners with Allah. Do not make as equal with Allah another deity. Why? Because if you do that, فَتُلْقَى فِي جَهَنَّمْ You will be thrown into fire, into hell. Maluman, Blameworthy. It will be your fault. Madhura, Vanished. Repulsed. Driven. From what? Allah's mercy. Because madhur from dalhara, it's basically to drive someone away. Remove them far away. Get away. Go away. Far, far away. So madhur is someone who has been rejected, repulsed, driven far away. From what? From Allah's mercy. The verses, the commands over here, they begin with emphasis on tawheed. And what do they end with? The same message. Worship Allah alone. And over here, what do we learn? وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخر. Do not set a partner with Allah. Why? Because the foundation of all good things, of all good character, good behavior, good attitude, what is the foundation? What is the basis? True, correct belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it is not possible that a person believes in Allah as his Lord, as his Creator. And then, he will walk arrogantly. Or then, he would dare to take somebody's life away. Or then, in private, he would commit a serious offense. No, it's not possible. Correct belief in Allah changes. It transforms a person completely. I mean, think about it, the Sahaba. What changed them? What made them better people? Belief in Allah alone. They believed in Allah before also, but they did shirk, right? But when shirk was eliminated from their lives, tawheed came in, then this belief produced such a light of iman that transformed them. There were people living in Makkah who were addicted to alcohol, addicted to zina. And I'm talking about addiction because these actions, they become like addictions. And especially when there's no stopping, it's the norm, everybody does it. But what happened? When they began worshipping Allah alone, slowly and gradually, what happened? All of these bad things, they got eliminated from their lives. So if we want to become a better person, with our parents, with the society, we want to have 
you know, good feelings for other people, we want to become humble, then what is necessary? What is necessary? Tawheed. Belief in Allah. He is one. He alone created me. He watches me. He hears what I say. He knows what I feel. He has full power over me. He will question me. He will call me to account. And this realization, it straightens a person. It straightens him inside out. When this realization is there. Let's listen to the recitation of these ayat. وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضَ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا كُلُّ ذَلِكَ كَانَ سَيِّئُهُ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ مَكْرُوهًا ذَلِكَ مِمَّا أَوْحَى إِلَيْكَ رَبُّكَ مِنَ الْحِكْمَةِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرَ فَتُلْقَى فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَلُومًا مَدْحُورًا Anything you'd like to say? In all these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't tell us to do huge deeds. Like, there's no command of jihad, there's no command, you know, of spending. Like, there's nothing, there's none of these big, huge, glorious deeds that we think are what will lead us to Jannah. He's taught us basic things that will teach us how to live our life, how to deal with people on a daily basis, be it Muslims, non-Muslims, anybody. And these characteristics are looked like are liked in people in general. It's not like a, a specific characteristic. It's just people like meeting people who are like this. You know, generous people, kind people, polite, humble people. It's just someone you want to meet on a daily basis. And so these mannerisms are not only going to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it'll also help us deal with people. And people will just like us better in general. This is basically the key to good relationships, right? And if your relationships with people are good, whether they're parents or spouse or children or you know, employer or co-workers, only then you can be happy. Only then you can be at peace. So many times it happens that we are concerned about the people around us and we think that, oh, they're too evil, they're too bad, they're too this, they're too that. But start with your own self. Change yourself. Change your own behavior. And then you will see the change in people also. Think about the Prophet ﷺ, how alone he was in that society. He was so different. But he had these qualities, right? That attracted people to him. And because of that, he was able to create such a huge change. They say that the internal jihad is more difficult than the external jihad. And it, interesting how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins these like um, internal jihad related things yeah. by saying that you have to stay away from shirk and he ends it by saying you have to stay away from shirk and this just shows that to like succeed in fixing our insides we need to like really solidify our faith in Allah we need to strengthen it we need to know that he is the only one who we're doing this for very true this is aqida right this is theology. This is what we believe. And the word aqidah is from aql, which is to tie a knot, to make something firm. So this aqidah is what holds a person together. You know, like when you have your hijab and you tie it from somewhere? And if you don't tie it from there, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's going to come off. It's going to fall off. So this aqidah, this belief in Allah, 
it is what holds a person together. It is what holds us together. What keeps us on the right way. When we are in situations where we're tempted to do something wrong, where we are tempted to answer back, you remember your belief in Allah. He's watching me. He commanded me to not even say oof to my mother. How can I say that? I better keep my mouth shut here. Right? This is what gives you the strength, the determination, belief in Allah. This reminds me of the hadith, Akmalul Iman wa Ahsanhum Those of you who are best in belief are those who are best in character. Yes. That the more proper a person's Iman is, the more correct it is, the stronger it is, the better his akhlaq will be. And this is the reason why good character, good akhlaq is so heavy in the scales. It will carry so much weight in the scales. And this good akhlaq, it doesn't begin with, you know, a stranger on the street, hi, hello. It begins with who? With your mother and your father. Allah SWT starts us with, um, do not do shirk. And that is the first, like in terms of good character, who do you, again, you, your parents, but first you need to correct your relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You can't be good to other people if you can't even follow or, you know, Correct your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have to start with Him. Correct your belief in Him. Stay away from shirk, things that upset Him. Only then will you be able to be kind, humble, and generous to other people around you. Exactly. And you see how the opposite of tawheed is what? Shirk. When a person does shirk, that is the root cause of so many problems. And I repeat that. Shirk is a root cause of so many problems. One type of shirk is the minor shirk, which is what? Showing off thinking that, yeah, I'm the best, I'm the best. And when a person thinks, yeah, I'm the best, then what happens? He'll be arrogant with his parents. He'll be arrogant in his walk. He can break promises. He can kill another. I had a question. You know there are some women who get like forced to get abortions done by their in-laws or husbands, even after four months, like if it's a girl or something, then who would have to pay the um, blood money? The one who forced. Because it's like someone who is committing murder. Right? Yani each case has to be examined separately. Okay? Anything else you'd like to say before we move on to the next lesson? Yes, my dear. Assalamualaikum. Once I was having a test at school and then I'm like, I couldn't, I didn't know like two answers to one of the questions. So then I just read this Lord Rabbi Zidni and Allah helped me so much. And then I did, Alhamdulillah, I did good on my test. Alhamdulillah. Now you see this belief that Allah will help me. This is the correct belief, right? This helps you in your time of need and it also protects you from doing something wrong. What are we typically tempted to do? Yeah, just look. It's okay. Never mind. I'll just, you know, look once at my friend's test. One of the ayahs, when is talking about the feeling of pride, if you think of back in history of uh, the Islamic Caliphate, the whole reason why it was destroyed in the first place was because the pride that the Shikim put in the Islamic country's hearts, that don't you want to be independent, don't you want to be your own country, don't you want to do this? And this is how everything was ruined. And greed for this world, right? So it's the root cause of destruction over there. Um, I was just thinking about the ayah that says don't walk, walk exultantly on the earth. That's not to say that you should walk with like a slouch or like you should feel very like underconfident. And it reminded me of this quote that confidence isn't walking in a room and comparing yourself to others and thinking you're better than everyone else. It's walking in the room and not feeling the need to compare yourself to anyone in the first place. Just
This humility, where is it? It's in the heart. Because it's possible that a person is, you know, very humble and at the same time he's judging other people. Right? Fake modesty, being so pretentious. This is not what is expected. What we are required to do is bring humility and modesty in our hearts. And when it will come, like I said, body language, you cannot fake it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.